So welcome back to the Barbell Bikini and Biz podcast. You join me, Lucy, for yet another solo podcast. And to be honest, just introducing the podcast then, I think we might need to change the name of it because we're doing a lot of talks on psychology and that's what this podcast is going to be about. And I've got a couple more episodes in the pipeline all linked to psychology and the psychology of exercise and dieting behaviours, which has been something that's been heavily requested and... I guess it's putting my degree to good use that nine grand hasn't gone to total waste because I can bring you guys some informative podcasts all to do with the psychology of exercise, nutrition, weight training, all that wonderful stuff. Now, just a disclaimer, I'm not a qualified psychologist, so I can't diagnose anything like that. However, I do have a lot of knowledge of psychology. Obviously, I did it for my degree. I still study it now, so I still have textbooks which are specific to exercise and nutrition and I do read up on this you know new studies in my own time so I am quite clued upon it and I think it would be something which will be valuable to share with you guys to share my knowledge and hopefully help you understand things better and help to put things into context both about yourself and the world that we live in. So on today's podcast we're going to look at the psychology of why some people struggle to exercise. Now, it's very easy to forget in our industry that not everyone likes and or even exercises. Like for me, exercise is just part of my daily life and it's very, very heavily part of my life. I mean, training is like the highlight of my day when I do go train. I work in a gym, so I work one-to-one instructing people. I teach classes. I work on reception. I do online coaching as well. So my whole life pretty much revolves around exercise and fitness. And it really is easy to forget that there's a lot of people in this world who don't enjoy exercise to the lengths that I do and perhaps to the lengths that you do and don't, you know, do as much as we do. Now, what we are seeing in this modern day and age is we are definitely seeing more of an interest in the gym and in fitness. It's becoming quite trendy. And obviously, this is really, really good and really positive. But recent studies have found that at least sort of 20% of people are inactive and a lot of children are getting more and more inactive and we know in general people aren't active enough there's a lot of government campaigns you know to promote people being active I mean with everything going on with COVID and shutting gyms I mean how much they're actually pushing that and how much they value that is another question and topic altogether but let's not get political let's get psychological hey (laughs) so we know basically people aren't active enough but why what are these barriers? Why do, is it that some people are seriously active and get involved in activity and enjoy training and enjoy the gym? And why is it that some people aren't? And that is what we're going to talk about in this podcast. So there's three key issues that have been cited again and again and again in research and literature in psychology. And these three issues are as follows. Um, a lack of energy, a lack of time, and a lack of motivation. So within this podcast, what I'm going to do is basically delve into these key reasons as to why people struggle to exercise and perhaps look as to how we can role reverse this as well. So the first key issue is time. Approximately 69% of people who complained within studies, I mean, this is just from a cohort of studies, of course, not not an accurate number, but about 69% of people cited having a lack of time as their key issue for the reason why they they don't exercise is that they simply don't have the time to within their busy schedules. Now, what studies have done is analyze these people's schedules. So they've not just taken that at face value and thought, right, people don't have the time. They've actually looked at people's social and work schedules. And what they found is this, this lack of time is not an actual physical lack of time. 
but a perception and that the key issue lies in time prioritization so they spend time watching tv or getting up late so that they do actually have time in their day physically you know without not not sleeping you know that that wouldn't be ideal and obviously not healthy but these people do actually have the time to exercise it's just a perception and that their time is taken up through doing other things and i think this is something i talked about in a in quite a recent podcast in you know time prioritization get rid of things that don't add value to your life and don't push you forward to your goals so for these people they are using their time poorly and managing their time poorly and one of the sort of key solutions as to what you can do for this is obviously one manage your time better so actually have a structured diary and think right when do I actually have the time to exercise am I spending four hours a day watching Netflix because if you are you could take that down to three hours a day and have an hour to you know do get a workout in are you waking up at 10 o'clock in the morning when you could realistically wake up at eight that's another two hours of your day to go and exercise and also to make exercise something that is fun, something that is enjoyable and meaningful. Because if it's something that you hate and you don't want to do, then the reality is you're not going to find the time to do it and you're not going to keep it in your routine. Whereas if it's something that becomes meaningful to you, which is something we'll discuss later, something that is enjoyable, you will want to make it a part of your routine. So the next issue is a lack of energy. So again, in these sort of studies, about 60% of people said that lacking the energy was a huge barrier for why they don't and can't exercise. And again, a lot of this is actually put down to sort of more mental fatigue rather than actual actual physical fatigue. You know, it's a lot of it is sort of stress related and there's a lot, there is a bit of physical fatigue there, but it's predominantly more mental and, you know, sort of mentally feeling drained and therefore not wanting to go and exercise. And solutions for that is to, again, make exercise something which isn't a hassle or a stressor. Because if you're tired and stressed, the last thing you want to do is then add something to your routine and schedule, which is going to make you more tired and stressed. So if you're dreading it, you're not going to want to go and you're not going to go. If you're thinking, oh, I'm just knackered all the time and something that's going to make me more tired, you know, you're just not going to put it into your schedule. So find a way to adapt it and make it something that you enjoy. So if you really enjoy it, you're going to want to go. And also education is key here. So something that I tell a lot of my clients and people that I know is that the more you do it, the more your body will adapt to it. So yes, you might feel a bit tired to start with, but the more you actually exercise, the more your body actually builds up its energy stores. So by burning energy, you create energy. And if you are genuinely feeling that physically tired, then we need to assess what else is going on because it's not the fact that, you know, you've, well, at this point, you're not even exercising. It's not that it's, you know, your diet may be off, your sleep may be off, you know, are we managing stress? There'll be other variables. So it's educating them that we can manage other things in your life to allow you to exercise and that by exercising you will actually feel physically more energized in the long run and number three is motivation now it does take you know dedication and commitment to adhere to an exercise program when life is hard when work gets hard and it can be very easy to let these factors you know take up all of your time and also your energy which is what we talked about in the previous points so you need to stay motivated to push through these points and, you know, to adhere to an exercise program. And the way to be motivated is to, one, obviously know the value in what you're doing. So if you're 
if you don't know the value of why you're exercising and what it's doing for you, you may not want to keep up to it. But if you know that it's working wonders for your physical health or you, you can appreciate and see that it's bettering your mental health, you'll want to keep up to it. And always remember your why. Now, everyone's why is different. The reason you exercise is different to the reason that your mum exercises or the reason your friend exercises. Yes, you may have the same goal, for example, fat loss, but your why might be that you just want to look better for summer. Whereas hers might be that she needs to bring her weight down in order to avoid diabetes or that, you know, she's always struggled with weight in her life and she's fed up of feeling like that and she wants to change. Everyone's why is different. And as long as you remember why you're doing what you're doing, you will stay motivated because you will want to keep pushing forward towards your goals. So we've touched upon the reasons as to why people, you know, physically don't take up exercise. So lacking the energy, well, the perceived energy, lacking the time and ultimately lacking the motivation to get up and do it. So we've sort of touched a little bit upon how we can overcome some of these barriers to actually starting up an exercise program. But then comes the issue of adherence. Now, Actually starting an exercise program is never the hard part. Like how many times have you, you know, started up something in your life, whether it's exercise or something else, but it's dropped off. Adherence is always the hard part. Like anyone could, you know, go for a run one day and never do one again. You know, that was me in lockdown, did a few runs never again in my life, but we've all done that. So maintenance is the hardest part. And approximately, again, based upon studies, about 50% of people drop out within the first, sort of six months of exercising. So why? Why is this the case? Now, there are a few reasons which have been looked at in studies as to why this is the case, and they're as follows. Number one, people actually aren't really ready to change. Now, starting up exercise for quite a few people is a huge lifestyle change. You know, you have to change your timetable and your schedule in order to make it work. You have to make commitments and sacrifices, such as changing up your diet and changing up the way you maybe structure your day. And people may think they're ready to do that, but they aren't actually ready to make that change. You know, the, the idea of the outcome of doing this exercise is glamorous, but they're not ready to put the work in to get those results. The next one is that program regimes are too restrictive and too hard. Now, people take up things which they think they need to do all or nothing approaches, you know, going from never going to the gym to going to the gym five days a week and eating 800 calories and crazy things like that. And ultimately, these things that are too restrictive or too difficult just don't end well because they're too challenging and ultimately you're going to get to a point where it becomes too much mentally and physically so you'll give up or give in. Periodization is key when it comes to this so if you're new start and build up slowly and you might think well you know I'm my, my friend's going five days a week and she's looking great so I need to go five days and that's not the case because you're at chapter one and they're at chapter seven so always think where are you at in your journey if you're new and it's just a case of getting into the swing of things, you need to build things up slowly. So your workouts might literally be three times 30 minutes a week to start with. But if you build that up slowly and let your body adapt and you mentally adapt and let it adapt to your timetable and your lifestyle, you're more likely to be able to keep up with it. And again, touching on, this comes on to the next point. These regimes are either too, that can be too hard or too easy, but both aspects of that are demotivating because you know, you won't see results. If it's too hard, you know, you might injure yourself or you're just going to be knackered and you're going to hate every second. If it's too easy, you're not actually going to go anywhere or progress and you're not going to see results. Now, there's those quotes and sayings that when you start to see results, it becomes addictive and it's true. When you start to see the progress and your hard work paying off, it does become quite addictive and you do want to continue with it. But 
if the program isn't allowing you to do that for whatever reason, then you're probably just going to think, well, what's the point in this and drop off. And again, simple, another sort of point of adherence is that these simple plans don't empower people to change. So if you're sort of copying a, you know, workout program that you find on the internet or what you see on YouTube, that's not actually empowering you to change. Again, you need to think about your why. You need a program or an exercise regime which is suited to you and and your goals and your why and your past. Everything has to be about you as an individual. But these just basic generic workout programs which you get, it's not about you. And it's it's I ultimately it's tailored towards someone else or you know, the average human, but none of us are the average human. We're all different in some way, shape or form. So how do we overcome these little barriers? Now, there's no clear cut answer, but I'm just going to talk through some of the strategies which have come up in literature and research. So number one is to plan for mini lapses. Now, a lot of people, when they get stuck into these exercise programs, will have these mini sort of lapses, whether that's that they've maybe had a little mini injury or they've had to take a week off because let's say work commitments just get crazy so they need to give their all to the work for a week or they go on holiday people then use these as like a reason to give up so you've been on holiday maybe you've overeaten a little bit you've not been to the gym oh, I've given up what's the point and a lot of people use these mini lapses to completely fall off the bandwagon and just give up now you need to plan for these and prep for these because everyone goes through them even people like myself who love their training will have little bits of time off where you get out of the structure and the routine whether it's going on holiday or whatever and you just have to expect them and know that it's all part and part of the process but don't don't make them you know don't let them make you give up so if you're going on holiday you know don't just go crazy on your diet and even if you do, don't, you know, you haven't failed, you've just taken a little step back and, you know, you've not come all this way to give up after and take a little step back. It's a little step back. You can easily get back to where you were, you know, it, or can you do an alternative? So if you've gone on holiday, a lot of places now have leisure facilities. So is there something else you can do to stay active rather than, you know, maybe if you if you want to go on a poolside holiday, do they have a gym that you could go to or go on some walks? You know, is, is there something else you can do? to stay active so you're not totally feeling off the bandwagon if that makes sense organization and time management now you know if you're letting things get on top of you with stress this is when it becomes paramount like I mentioned in my last podcast it's about habit that changes my life you know if you if you can't stay organized this is when you know people fall off the bandwagon because they struggle to find time to get the sessions in or they struggle to stay motivated and on track. So make sure that you are planning things out in advance, managing your time well and staying organized. And that will ensure you can get into routines and grooves and ultimately let exercise become ingrained into your lifestyle and daily habits. Number three, and I really like this one, is replacing should with want to create more balanced and realistic expectations. Now, if you're constantly saying to yourself things like, I should go to the gym, I should do this, I should do that. That's very negative, you know. That's basically forcing yourself to do things and it should never be ever forcing yourself to do things. It should all be a want and a desire. Now, if you, if everything you're saying about your exercise regime is should, you know, I, I should be lifting this, I should do this like this, then you're doing something wrong because you're not doing what you want to do or something that you enjoy to. So, don't put this pressure on yourself to do things or achieve things that that you can't. You know, it should not. You know, there is no should. It should be a want. 
said should so many times now. It doesn't even sound like a word anymore. Should. Should. But it should be about want. So you should want to change. You should want to exercise in a certain way. And yes, there will be times where you maybe don't quite want to do certain things. So maybe, you know, one week you're quite tired. You maybe don't quite want to go to the gym that day. Or maybe I, you know, you don't really want to stick to your diet or whatever. Now, there'll be times where that's fine. You know, if you've had a horrendous day at work and you think you should go to the gym, but, you know, you maybe you lost your job or something really bad's happened and it's been a horrible day, you don't need to put that pressure on yourself because that's what creates a negative relationship. And ultimately, if you're creating a negative relationship, you're not going to keep it up because you're going to hate every second of it. The next one is just basically using positive self-stock to stay positive. And it's a bit of a sort of hippie one, but a bit cliche, but it really does make a difference. If you tell yourself, you know, I'm hating this, I hate exercise, I hate this, you'll hate it. If you maybe say, you know, maybe it's not my favorite thing, but I'm enjoying the, the wonders, I'm looking at the positives of it, you'll see the positives of it. If you tell yourself you can, you will be able to. And it's, it's a very basic thing, but positive self-talk makes such a difference such a difference so don't don't neglect it guys do not neglect it and again this sort of comes back to that first point is to not use mini relapses as as a you know as a catastrophic I have to give up and because it's just going to undermine all your willpower so if you have a mini relapse it's fine you've taken a baby step back use it to spring forward you can always pull back and you know anything you lose you can get back so don't let a little fallback or a little setback get you back so We've looked at this podcast as to why people, you know, maybe don't exercise and the reasons behind it and the things they can do if they do start to adhere to it. But why is it then that some people can keep up these habits like myself or perhaps yourself? You know, we we, we just take it for granted. So why is it that some people can do that like us or perhaps you've started a fitness journey and you've been on it for a year? Why is it that you could do that but other people can't keep this up in the long term? And that is something to be continued on the next podcast, guys. So it may not be the next one because if I get a guest on or something else crops up, I will release that one next. But in the very near future, I will be continuing this little psychology series and looking at the psychology of exercise behaviour and why it is that some people can maintain these exercise behaviors and why others can't so i hope you've enjoyed it um i've had quite a lot of sort of requests to do more psychology based podcasts so here you are your wishes are my command and more are coming and i hope you've enjoyed it and i look forward to seeing you on the next one